Okay, so it is Proverbs Project uh, launch today, really. So uh, you can see, right, that we've got lots of inflatables around. Uh, that is because each of these inflatables you can find, so for example, cow or dog, you can find them in the book of Proverbs, right? So what I want, I've got, actually got this, kids, for you, an extra little challenge for you. Uh, it's got all the inflatables on. It's front and back. You can find them in the top there on the uh, RBT sort of help section. And as you read Proverbs, that's it, it's on the screen. As you read Proverbs, uh, look out for the inflatables, right? And when you find them, write down the reference. And if you can fit it on, also write the proverb down. So really read it this month. And if you fill all of this in, you will get a prize. Hey! I don't know what yet. <laughs> it's going to be a surprise as much as a prize. Um, but do that. Hand it in to me. Uh, you know, you can have a bit of parental help, but parents don't just do it for the kids. All right. Uh, yeah. So and then the other thing, of course, is that's like your little side mission. Uh, th this is the, the main adventure, uh, and it is your Proverbs Project mission should you choose to accept it. So hopefully all the children, I said about age 3 to 13, right, have memorized a single proverb. And at the end of the service, uh, there's going to be people, proverbs pals, wearing red t-shirts. You're to go up to them and children, firstly, you've got to listen to them. They're going to share a proverb with you and what it means. You've got to first listen. And then you get to share your proverb you've memorized and what it means for you. And they're going to stamp you with a stamp on the hand um, not, you know, they're going to stamp you with a stamp. And then you need three stamps, and then you get access to the Proverbs Party Pad, which used to be called the schoolroom, but it's not for this month. It's Proverbs Party Pad. There's, and there's lots of fun in the schoolroom. So uh, I'll be there. I'll give you a wristband, which means you've got access, and then you get in, and there's lots for you to do in there. So there's lots of fun things going on. So we want it to be like people who've gone on holiday, they should feel the FOMO, not you, okay, if you haven't gone on holiday, kids. Right. Uh, yeah, what else was I going to say? Uh, Gareth Lewis is here from FIEC. He's the director of Wales. So uh, that's nice. So make, say hello to him. It just re re reminds us we're part of loads of churches, independent evangelical churches, who this morning will be preaching the gospel. Uh, I'll, I'll pray for them uh, in a bit. But before that, to sort of link last week's sermon with this week's one, uh, I want to do a visual aid. Because I suppose the key verse in Proverbs 3 as a whole is... Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And then pr probably for this week as well, the first verse is the key verse. The first verse is, um, blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding. This word understanding, I want you to understand what understanding means. So I've got a prop and I hope I can work it. I think it's fine. I gave it a go. Um, what does the word understand mean in Proverbs? This is important for you to know. Um, so I suppose there's a few ways we could look at it. We could, this is an umbrella, right? It's not mine. Uh, well, Dave Webster gave it to me. It looks quite feminine, but I assume uh, it's Naomi's or someone's. But this is, this is uh, uh, an umbrella. Does understand, it could mean this, couldn't it? Um, it's the same as the word interpret, right? So yes, I understand that this umbrella is actually, if I was Aaron Williams, maybe, a lightsaber. <sighs> you know, that's what it is for me. Or if I'm Sam Roviets, you know, this is actually a golf club. That's my interpretation, you know. And you know, um, Or I don't know what it could be. Uh, if you're into pool, it could be, I interpret that this is like a, 
pool cue? How do you? I'm not very good at it, you know. Like, um, yeah, the problem is, it's like, okay, so it could be anything, right? <laughs> then could it pretty much? What is it? This is an episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? What, do you actually understand what this really was designed for? Okay, but should we just reject that understand means interpret or just your own opinion? It's not that. The other thing I guess you could say is, um, oh yeah, I comprehend. We can say that understand means to comprehend, really like head knowledge. I comprehend what this umbrella is. Um, yesterday we went to Tesco Extra. That was our trip out with Ezra. <laughs> you know, go around Tesco Extra. He gets to sit in the trolley. He'll, he does love it, actually. Uh, and then we spent too much money, which is the problem with doing that. But then there was loads of us at the end of Tesco Extra then uh, not leaving because it was absolutely pouring down with rain. Now, me simply having an umbrella and comprehending what it can do does not actually in itself protect me for the rain when I go out there. I could be like, I comprehend what this is doing and all the time getting drenched, right? So... Actually, it's a bit more than just comprehending. What is it then to understand? To understand is simply to... Oh, this is, this is better in my head. To understand is simply to stand under. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> to understand is... It's the clues in the word. <laughs> it's to stand under, right? That is what it is. So um, the Bible, it says in Proverbs 2, actually, um, that understanding will guard you, right? Is that good? So it is like this truth of Jesus and his words. What you've got to do is get under them. Take refuge in him and in his words. Get under, you know, stand under him. Don't just say, uh, my interpretation of Jesus was he was a good man. He's a good teacher. That's not going to do. And you can't just say, oh, no, I understand that I meant to deny myself and follow Jesus. It's like, cool. Are you doing that? <laughs> right? You need to get under. That is what understanding is in the Bible. Do you understand? Cool. Do you see what I did there? I ended with the word... Uh, Cool. So I think hopefully that will bridge like last week and this week as you read it. 42 times the word understand comes up in Proverbs. Um, so it's a, it's a big word. Let me just reread then one verse. I'll pray and then we'll uh, look at Proverbs 3 together. So it says this right near the end of our chapter. The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. Let's pray. Father in heaven, yeah, thank you, Lord. Just uh, Gareth being here reminds us there are loads and loads of churches in Wales, in England, Scotland. Uh, today, uh, independent evangelical church families, Lord, who uh, are listening to the voice of Jesus right now. Lord, we just thank you for all, all those churches. Uh, we think of uh, Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, who we love in Swansea, Lord. We pray for them this morning. Uh, please, Lord, uh, speak through Steve or whoever's preaching there this morning. And bless that church, Lord. Think of Highfields just uh, down the road that you bless them, Lord, as they gather together this morning. Uh, but we pray for us, Lord Jesus. Would you speak to us? We want to we hear the voice of Jesus and we want to get under. We want to stand underneath him, Lord. Uh, so please help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, yeah, so we've done, you know, the first bit of Proverbs 3. I think, I think this is now the fifth talk on our Proverbs 1 to 9 series. Pity the fool, 
That's what Proverbs 1 to 9 is. Um, it's good because later you'll see um, that there's a gold chain around the neck. Uh, when you, you know, it's like a gold chain put around your neck when you trust in Jesus and listen to him. And that reminds us of Mr. T himself, right? Who I know wears a gold chain around his neck. Um, we, pity the, we pity the fool. We do. But mainly God pities us fools. And he came down in Jesus Christ. And he pitied us by dying for us on the cross. And now we pity the foolishness in us. We pity the foolishness in the world. We want to get wisdom. We want to live uh, standing under Christ. So um, this word comes up at the start of our text, verse 13, the word blessed. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom. And it stands out like a sore thumb, really, because so far in Proverbs, we've seen lots of different words, but not the word blessed. It's the first time it's come up in the book. You know, we're used to this word. It's good, you know, we just said the, um, the Beatitudes, which is Jesus saying, blessed, 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 talking about the good life, talking about how we can live the blessed life. But it, we've not seen that sort of language yet in Proverbs, and now as the father speaks to his son, he's going to talk about the blessed life. So that word comes up here at the start of our text, and then at the end of verse 18, those who lay hold of her will be blessed and then that verse I just read before I prayed, he, the Lord, blesses the home of the righteous. So really today, this is the blessed life of having wisdom. Um, you know, it's a bit like, I haven't done a Zelda illustration for two weeks now, I think. So uh, we're going to do one. It's back to naught now. Um, I, in Zelda, it's better in the old games, The Legends of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, came out in 1998. And... Uh, they really, there wasn't that many treasure chests. And when you came across one, it was such a big moment. And they'd do this big buildup of you opening the chest. And then it was like you would hold the object you found in the chest aloft. And it would give a description of what it is you've just found and how it's going to benefit you, right? It would be like, dun, 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 dun. And it would be a heart piece or something or a weapon. Um, really, I think especially Proverbs 3, 13 to 18 Blessed is the man who's found what you've just found. And then it gives this description of what it is to have Christ in whom is all the fullness of God. Christ in whom are all the riches of wisdom and knowledge, Colossians says. Like, what is it? Because, Christian, this is the thing, isn't it? You have Jesus because you've been baptized. You trust in him. Do you realize how blessed you are? You know, it's so easy, isn't it, to... Yeah, we, we consider like, oh, what it means is denying myself. What it means is it's hard, isn't it, being a Christian? It's difficult being a Christian. Oh, it's hard sacrificing. It's like, well, that may be true. Let's just park that a minute. Do you realize how blessed you are that you have discovered Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is the Savior, that he's actually our husband's church family, you know? He's the best. Do you realize what you've got? Um, eventually, uh, just to help you out, for the first time ever, maybe, I've got a three-point sermon, and the first letter in each point all starts with the same letter. I think I'm now, I think I'm now a proper preacher. Um, don't, don't get used to it. Uh, but, so, so you can track it through, right? The first one, uh, verse 13 to 20, is locating the blessed life, right? And the second bit, uh, which is verse 21 to 26, is looking after the blessed life. And then finally, the last bit is living out the blessed life. Locating the blessed life, 
looking after the blessed life, living out the blessed life, okay? Um, so, so this locating them, why is it that when we find Jesus, we're truly blessed? There's a few reasons. The first one is Jesus yields a greater return than even gold. So uh, the old King James Version uh, puts this like this. The merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. But it's nice because um, when I then read the old commentators, they really take on that it's like a merchant, you know. Um, a merchant is someone who buys and sells. They're like in the stock market, you know. It's like, what should I invest in? What's going to give me the best return? Well, uh, gold is a good choice, isn't it? You could like, gold's not going away. Gold is really what money is. It's like, no, way better than that. The return you get with Jesus is incredible. No one pays out like Jesus. Now, I know that we don't want to look at Jesus as something to be utilized, or we just get from him what we want. But the fact is, if you're joined with Jesus, the things he give you, nothing can compare to it. We've already sung about and had spoken from the front the forgiveness of sins. No one else gives you that. You know, the, the Pharisees are totally shocked when Jesus says to that paralytic man, son, I tell you, your sins are forgiven. He is able to do that. If, if we are joined with Jesus, we get that, you know. We get someone who is ever faithful. He cannot lie. He does not sin. He lives forever. He, you know, I was actually looking at, um, I thought I'll compare Lady Wisdom with Lady Gaga, right? Who would be more worth investing in? Um, so fair play to Lady Gaga. Her net worth at the moment is 230 million US dollars. It's decent, isn't it? It's gone up since 2008 every single year. I thought she might have plummeted, but actually, stocks in Lady Gaga are, are decent, okay? Um, but if everyone used to compare her to Madonna, and if, I, I didn't check Madonna out, I ran out of time, but um, if she's anything to go by, like these people will peak, and then they will start to decline, right? But Jesus Christ, life is always just better and brighter, and he's not going away. He's always king. He's always alive. It's like, you know, don't invest in Lady Gaga. Invest in Lady Wisdom. You know, that's what it's saying here. Nothing you desire can compare with her. It says uh, that in, uh, in wisdom's right hand is long life, and the left hand is full of riches and honor. Only Jesus, when you have him, only wisdom has eternal life for you. You know, nothing else you can give your time to, nothing else you can discover in this world will give you life beyond death. There might be things that will help you for a short time, for even maybe 70 years. Only Jesus Christ and the wisdom of God will help you overcome every single storm, including death. The chances are this year, you know, we're quite a young church, but perhaps this year some of us will die. Perhaps this year one of us will die. But Jesus, we've got him, he's, he's got us, he's holding us, and in his right hand is long life. And he'll never let us go, and we've got eternal life. It's more, I've said this last week, it's more than just 100 years, isn't it? Actually, in the Bible's understanding, that's tiny. Like, Noah and Abraham would be like, oh, mate, that's really, really short life. You know, Jesus, who is the blessed man, only lived for 33 years. No, it's eternal life. That's what Jesus can give. And you might not be rich in this life, but there's a promise with Jesus that you are rich. And in eternal life, 
you will have, you know, you'll realize you've got everything you need. Um, so that's really good, isn't it? But then the third amazing thing in the list as you hold wisdom aloft and it tells you why it's so good uh, is only he, only wisdom gives access to the tree of life again. It says this in verse 18. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Now, that phrase, tree of life, it's the first time we see it in the Bible here since Genesis chapter 3, right? It, it's a really rare thing. It pops up a few times in Proverbs, but apart from that, it's only in Genesis 3, and then is it the last chapter of Revelation? Revelation 22. That's it. Last time we heard about the tree of life, there's a cherubim guarding it so that Adam and Eve can eat that fruit and live forever in their sinful condition. It's a kindness of the Lord God to put that cherubim there. It's like, no, I don't want you to live forever like this. I want you to live forever with sin removed, but not like this. So we can't eat from that tree. However, when you have Jesus, when you have the wisdom of God, it is like right now you can feast off him and have eternal life that begins now. You know, it's like the cherubim says, oh, no, you can come through. You can eat and you can live and you will live. Eternal life for us, church family, begins now. That is what we've discovered. Do you know that? If you've got Jesus, you've got eternal life right now. And it's the best life. So it's so good. And the final one is, it goes on to say, do you know that this thing you've, you've discovered, wisdom, by wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations by understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, verse 20, the deeps were divided. When we have Jesus, we have the one through whom everything was made. You know, it is the earth's foundations, that's deep, isn't it? And then he set the heavens in place, that is high. Everything in all creation. He is the man of understanding. And when you think to yourself, man, I don't know what's going on inside my heart. I don't understand me. You have Jesus who totally understands you. He's created everything. He created you. He, he, by the Spirit, was knitting you together in your mother's womb. And when you have questions about life, we get to go to him, and we get to speak to our church family through whom his wisdom is revealed, and he helps us to understand. We have the very wisdom of God, he who made everything. And you can understand amazing things about creation because he's written wisdom into how creation works. You know, so we, we've done a bit of this, haven't we? Why is it that there are trees everywhere? What are they telling us? Well, they were all once seeds that had to be buried, like Jesus, buried in the ground. But then they were resurrected to eternal life. You know, it's like, why does the sun rise and run its course from east to west? Well, when we sing Psalm 19, we remember it. It's like the bridegroom, the champion, running and just... You know, light shining and heat warming everyone. Look, it's like Jesus. We understand all things through him. So that is what we've found. Um, and then the next thing then is, the second point is, um, is preserving, looking after this blessed life um, that we found is quite incredible. Looking after the blessed life. When you found something so precious, you don't want to let it go. And this is the thing, Christian, you might know Jesus and might have had him for a long time. What you'll be tempted to do is get bored of him and put him to one side and then look for life, look for wisdom, look for love and affection elsewhere. 
Don't do that. We want to preserve, we want to look after this amazing treasure we have found. There is no one else like Jesus. So it starts like this. Don't let them out of your sight. They will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. This was the Mr. T thing I was talking about, you know. It is like when you get Jesus, he puts a gold medal around your neck. And it's like, you've won. You're Usain Bolt. You're Mo Farah. You're victorious. And I know you'll think, and we think this, don't we? No, we're total losers, Lord God. We've got nothing. But when we're with Christ, we have victory over all our enemies. We just read, didn't we, in RBT, Joshua and Judges. And when the church listened to the wisdom of God, even when it's like, right, how are you going to overcome Jericho? Take your shoes off, Joshua. Listen to the commander of the Lord's armies. This is the wisdom of God for you right now. How are you going to be victorious? Whenever they listened to wisdom, they were victorious, and they got the gold medal. (laughs) They have won. That's what it's like. Jesus is the only one who can give you victory over all your enemies. You can have victory over all the sins that you may still be wrestling with. Certainly, on the day Jesus returns and we get new bodies and new minds, we have the victory. But it begins now. He gives you that. It graces your neck. It says that he'll keep you safe. If you keep Jesus, he'll keep you. Verse 22 Um, sorry, verse 23, you'll go on your way in safety. Your foot will not stumble. That's good, isn't it? You know, Jesus isn't going to trip you up. He's not going to trick you. With Jesus, you're so safe. He's so trustworthy. You'll have, and this is the last thing, this is really why you should look after Jesus. With him, there's nothing to fear. We've said this point already in the series, haven't we? Fear the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. Well, who is the Lord? He's the Lord who makes sure there's nothing for you to fear. Have no fear of sudden disaster or the ruin that will overtake the wicked. See, right now, for uh, the sinful world, and this was the case of us too when we weren't in Christ, it's like um, judgment is behind everyone. It hasn't overtaken them yet, right? If it's a race, they're sort of a little bit ahead of their judgment and condemnation, and they feel safe. You're like, I'm at the front of the pack. But one day... When Jesus returns, there is ruin that's going to overtake the world who reject Jesus. And if you're not a Christian here this morning, you might be running ahead at the moment, but we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, and that darkness will overwhelm you at some point, either on the day you die or if Jesus returns. Um, We, as Christians, don't need to fear that. You have no fear of sudden disaster. It's, you know, Jesus saying, the wise man builds his house on the rock. And the rock is Jesus and his words. That's the wise life. And suddenly a storm might come. You don't need to worry about it. You don't need to worry. Have no fear. Because if you're built on that foundation, the house will stand. Again, this year, some of us might have our worst fears happen. But you don't need to fear your worst fears if you've got Jesus. You don't need to. Have no fear. I think me and Emma in our podcast will talk about sleep. There's a whole section here on, you'll actually be able to sleep really well with Jesus. (laughs) If you have him, you'll have really good sleep. Um, Maybe some of you think, now I've got really awful sleep. If you do, message Emma with some questions about that, and we'll discuss it on the podcast. That'll be good to know. And the final thing then is living out this blessed life, right? There's five commands at the end of the chapter, verse 27 uh, to 31. The father lays down the law with his son. It is five, do not, do not, do not. 
Uh, it says, do not withhold, do not say, do not plot, do not accuse, do not envy. And it all has to do with your neighbor. Now, what's this got to do with the verses that's come before? Well, the fact is, when you have Jesus, this treasure of treasures, and you keep hold of him, he is going to say all this to your sinful flesh, right? The Spirit of God in you will be saying, look, we are going to be different now. No longer are you going to be just a rubbish neighbor, a rubbish citizen, a rubbish church member who's just selfish. We're going to change you in your very core. Yeah, you can read this and think, yeah, I really, I must not withhold good from those who deserve it. I must stop plotting in my head how I'm going to use someone or abuse someone. Yeah, that's true, but the Spirit of God is doing that in you, Christian, if you've got him. That's the good news. Jesus is working in you to make you more like him, and he really is this description. You see, Jesus, when he came to earth, he had done no wrong, and yet they accused him of wrong. Uh, He deserved good from people, but they withheld it, People plotted against him, and people accused him, and he took it all on himself. You know, he took, that's what he's like. He took it all. You and I, um, as well, we join in with that sin, and we, we do that with Jesus. But he comes, and he dies for our sin on the cross. And the Spirit of God in you right now, it, it, he's changing you to make you such a good neighbor, a better neighbor You know, I think the really interesting one is do not plot harm against your neighbor. Because that all has to do with, that's verse 29, has to do with what goes on in your head. You know, in your head, you might be good outwardly. You might be able to train yourself to be happy to people. But in your head, people might do your head in, right? Jesus says, I can help you with those thoughts. So that you stop plotting how you can harm people. And you start planning how you can serve people. We can do that. If you have Jesus, he's able to change how you see people around you, that you stop seeing them as vehicles to be used for your desires and actually people whose feet you can get down and wash, you know. And I think the way that um, the first one is really interesting as well. Uh, Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when uh, it is in your power to act. The way that this lands, I think, in churches, you know, when you're in a message on teams with 10 others saying, oh, hey, there's this job that needs doing. Can one of you do it? And it's in your power to do it, but you're like, I'll just sit back a minute and see if someone else replies. Because <laughs> that would be, a bit, I mean, I could do it, but it's a bit inconvenient. I'd rather just sit at home and keep watching, you know, whatever you're watching. <laughs> um, I, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not often someone knocks on my door and says, do you have any sugar? And I'm like, yeah, but no. But I think this is where it lands for us, isn't it? It is like when actually, yeah, I could do that. But I've seen so-and-so's in this chat, and he's always like, up for stuff, so I'll just leave it. <laughs> I've been there too, right? You know, uh, but some people, you think, man, they're really servant-hearted. Jesus says, the wisdom of God can make you like that too. He can. If you have this one who's so precious, he can change you. And then we're all looking forward to the day when, for certain, we will be like Jesus. When we see him, we will be like him. No longer will the rubbish thoughts in our head uh, be plotting harm against our neighbor. No longer will we be withholding people uh, from what we could give them. We all look forward to that day, don't we? But in the meantime, may Jesus help us. Outside of Christ, outside the person of wisdom is only curse. But as it says here, he blesses the home of the righteous. May we live the blessed life uh, with the wisdom of God. Shall I pray? Father in heaven, 
Thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. He's just a wonderful treasure, and we want to treasure him, Lord. We want to invest in him. We want to look after him, and we want to live out, Lord, this life with wisdom. Uh, So please help us. We need your help. In Jesus' name, amen.